Welcome to The Art of Faith. I'm Pastor Joshua Kapczynski and my co-host, Joel Fairley. Yes. And today we have a very special guest artist, local artist, Eden Curtis. And um, we're going to be talking about uh, her expression of art and specifically from the perspective of a faith-based artist. And so we're really excited about uh, this show and about what Eden as a local artist can share about what she does and how faith interacts with her art. Um, so to get it started, Eden, welcome. Welcome Thank to you. Joel and I's show. Thank Good to you. have you with us. Um, it's a pleasure. <laughs> Anytime I could talk about art, You're I love excited. to talk about art. Yeah. You're excited. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that are listening and not watching, and for everyone else too, uh, you can see her work at Eden Curtis Arts on Instagram, and she is she's she's fascinating. So she's got this whimsical. I'm just gonna go ahead and define what I think that sure. you do. Um, it's like an Art Nouveau, Art Deco, but very classical at the same time, and lots of female figures and lots of horses, and all, <laughs> all kinds of very exciting things. And it's E-D-A-N. E-D-A-N. Curtis. Uh, Arts. Just because... C-U-R-I-T... C-U-R-T-I-S. C-U-R-T-I-S. Arts. On Instagram. And, Thank you. And not only is she an incredible um, graphic artist, probably not graphic artist, but... What is your medium? Yeah. Oh, um... <laughs> Mixed medium. Anything, uh, mixed medium, yeah. yeah mixed Watercolor, okay. oil, and um, okay. acrylic. Yeah. And she's also an accomplished tattoo artist, and that's exciting stuff. So there's a little yeah. bit of both. And we'll be talking about both the traditional art mediums and your new art medium of being a tattoo artist, yeah. which you're probably making more money at, or yeah. will be making more it's money working at. It's art. working art. It's working art. Yeah, that's <laughs> what we all should probably be thinking about Hard talking to find. about. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, I'm really interested in your faith journey. I know Joel is too. Yeah, so Joel, absolutely. why don't you ask some of some of these questions that artists asks of one another? So, I, I first we first of all would love to love to hear about um, how you how you got to the place w where you recognize yourself as a follower of Jesus, and he became just if you could just kind of share with us some of those highlights of how okay. that happened. Okay, yeah. Um, long story, <laughs> <laughs> but to make it short, it was through experiences. Uh, you know, I'm a strong believer that God is uh, believes in free will, so, mm -hmm. you know, it, part of what he loves about us is that um, he wants us to live our experience, whatever we desire. So part of opening yourself to him is wanting him to be in your life. Mm -hmm. And there was a time where I just kind of said, okay, well, if you're real, show yourself to me because I kind of doubt, I was kind of doubting him. Okay. Uh, a spiritual person, you know, religious, not spiritual. That's probably... Uh, the most common thing that you'll hear from people, they're religious, not spiritual. That was me, very spiritual, and but I kind of wanted to just see him. 
and I had an experience which would take hours to explain. Mm -hmm. But in requesting to see his face, and my time, I used to like to go up to the river on Sundays and um, just hike with my daughter. And there were some people being baptized, and I got baptized that day without even uh, planning it. Uh, is, that, is that right? Yeah, on the day that I had asked, uh, you know, God to show himself. And my daughter was there, and my cousin's daughter was there. And um, it was strange because I didn't really know what I was doing because they were Spanish, and my Spanish is limited. And uh, the word baptism, it one was one word I didn't know. I only knew that they said that I was doing in some act of faith. Uh, so until I went home, I didn't realize I just got baptized. And that was, uh, needless to say, like pretty crazy experience. And then um, wow. it wasn't till years later that I went to church and um, kind of was made a joke like, "Oh, I'll probably burn when I walk through." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boy, that's, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that. <laughs> and you know, I think we had talked about this earlier was I just didn't, um, I had lost a lot of faith in church from being judged when I was a child. Yes. And they kind of chased me out of church. And this church was very welcoming um, and open. And, you know, just I didn't feel that judgment and learned a lot. So that was, that was the beginning. Yeah. And that being said, you know, like any person, I'm kind of on the artist, on the fringe, you know, mm -hmm. where I was a little hesitant to tell my friends at first because they... That have you that, were a follower of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. They have that typical view that you're going to judge them. And I'm the same person I was then. I was just slowly being healed mm. and slowly having these... You know, that's that's <laughs> that's such an interesting um, that they're afraid you're going to judge them. And I don't know, Josh, if you've experienced this, but I experienced the pastor when I'm just me. And then they find out what I do. Me and your pastor. Yeah. You're so real. Yeah. Do you get that? I do get that. Yeah. Just how real yeah. we are. And and it's one of my favorite compliments yeah, yeah. that I receive as a pastor. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm sorry that. That, that you were in that judgment, but I get it. Yeah. I get it. it. Yeah. And now I don't really care. But, <laughs> you know, yeah. at the time I did. Uh -huh. And, you know, Claremont in itself is a real secular environment. And there's a lot of, um, you know, just intellect over, over any kind of spirituality. So I just kept it to myself. Mm -hmm. I knew when to share and I knew when to not share. But, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's that was the beginning. <laughs> okay, um, you and I became I I became aware of you when both of you and I attended at the same time a prayer uh, service where um, we were there just waiting on the Lord and hearing from Him and worshiping and and um, and I I sat behind you several times and uh, and both of us were invited to to paint prophetically yeah. uh -huh. and I do remember. some prophetic work yeah and it was it was lovely and that's when i that's when i discovered just how really amazingly good you are and she's amazingly good <laughs> i we're gonna we're gonna show show 
talk about some things. But one of the things that I love about Eden, and I had the opportunity to curate a show that she was in, um, that we had her do at the at Sanctuary Coffee at the old building, and she's so unassuming about her work, and and I'm just sitting here. This is absolutely <laughs> amazing. Anyway, um, and so I have I so I, I came to know and appreciate you have a distinctive, wonderful style. The question I have for you is. Um, is when did you decide and give yourself permission to call yourself an artist? Um, Do you know how old you were? Probably in my 30s. Okay. Uh, you mean like yesterday? <laughs> no. You're not in your 30s? A decade, over a decade ago. I'm in my 40s. And I had just kind of... Oh, gotten fired from a job 2009. I was a broker and a lot of people got fired <laughs> or laid <laughs> off, right. I should say. So I was like, why is this happening? And then I started to realize maybe I should be thankful because it opened up a door for me to paint. So I started painting again. And I think every time I was grateful and expressed it, it's like I had another door open for me. And so I started painting, and I hadn't painted since I was a teenager because you don't have the time when you're working. And yeah. so I I started painting, and then I dedicated myself fully to it. And, um, like, I guess to be an artist, um, <laughs> I've heard it said you should not call yourself an artist. Other people will call you an artist. Well... You know, if you're involved with art and it's your life, mm -hmm. it you I guess inevitably become an artist. But I I um I could say that after I started to become more faithful, I wanted to lose my identity as just being an artist. So I was a little intimidated to even introduce my faith to the art world because well, needless to say there's a lot of judgment the art world we call it pretentious <laughs> pretentious right and so after a couple years i realized that i wasn't going to lose my freedom i wasn't going to lose my um um my my joy it was just different so i can still express myself through emotion and mm -hmm artistic expression mm -hmm. beauty whatever artists do but i could also take a moment to just go okay i'm going to dedicate this piece to something for god and i'm still wouldn't consider myself just a faith-based artist but i have a works that are faith-based uh, mm -hmm. based on the fruits of the spirit mm -hmm. the holy spirit wow. and even before um following Christ, I, I um, was painting angels, always, you know, interested in spirituality. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. What's the major difference between being an artist and then either doing faith-based art or being a faith-based artist? What's, what's the distinction well, for well, you? I would say, personally, I think that you 
if you're going to create art, um, you're usually doing that off of emotions or expression or individuality. Um, you're making a statement and, you know, today's statements are, have become, some of them are amazing, but I think recently it's become wrapped up in like narcissism and <laughs> yeah. uh, celebrity politics and politics and are become you selling boring yeah. to me. Yeah. 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 You have artists like parading around Basquiat paintings, but they don't have a creative bone in their body. Celebrities, uh, I should say. Mm -hmm. And and, you know, claiming off of these artists and, you know, so. Uh, there's an artist that I brought up to you, Scott Sanders. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, uh, in the future, you can have him on a podcast. Mm, he's a faith-based artist, more so than myself. And, um, you know, I did go to a class that he taught and just on expressing yourself. And it was, it was great. You know, um, releasing some of your emotional problems before you do that piece, maybe that you want to express for God. Because the piece should bring up questions. Uh, to you know secular world and believer alike it should um it should be like a statement but to me maybe bring up questions or be such a a, a piece of praise and worship that you go oh yeah. you know and there was only uh three pieces i've done where i did that but it was just remarkable doing it because i felt really uh like it was uh almost not I don't want to say a ritual but just really a great time that I had doing an art more so than I'm just like oh I want to do this because I'm feeling this way do you have you uh, experienced where you've actually felt as you are painting and as you are producing a piece of art that you find yourself worshiping the Lord as you are painting and through the painting yeah I think the only one that I did and you'll probably show it at the end was the one Circa Divina and that was like um, just, I just cannot, I cannot explain when I was painting some of the things that was happening and the experience. And I would sound crazy if I tried to say what yeah. I was seeing when, yeah. when, I, when, when I was painting it. Um, I did one on self-control when I first was going to church. And, and that was probably more emotional, uh -huh. you know. Um, I had to learn like to really maybe clear yourself. Um, even secular artists do this before painting is uh, you're going to journal or um, meditate or do something to release yourself before you do art because uh -huh. you're more free, less troubled. And even though art is any form of creativity is really um, freeing and mm -hmm. healing, uh, it helps. Um, but I hadn't learned that yet. So. I wasn't, it was just a painting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. having any kind of like nice experience. It's, it's really amazing when you, when you reach a point where um, God, inter we've, we've talked often here that God intervenes in all art and, yeah. and, and, and to bring a creative thing. But I experienced this um, when, I, when I was painting, uh, I wanted to paint a lion head. And so I was painting a lion head. And um, I'm just having a great time. It was late at night, and um, I was in my mom's garage because we were living with her at the time, and that's where my studio was. <laughs> and I, uh, um, 
and I remember painting it, and and then I wanted to taste it, meaning step out yeah. and see what I got. Like a chef tastes everything. Oh, yeah. You got to step a, step back and see what you got. And I remember stepping back, and I was surprised oh. at what I saw. And I immediately took it off the easel, and I went to where my mom was sitting in the family room, and I said, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 60. I'm in my 60s. <laughs> and I, I went in there, and I, I said, Mom, look what God let me paint. <laughs> and, and I was just blown away by it, and it was a, a fantastic worship experience for me. Yeah. Now, I painted better lions since that, but but that was that was um, an experience that I remember where God really just kind of just being there with me and showing, and in one sense it was um, I had a prophetic word spoken over me by my daughter. I asked her, "What is God?" Because when I was struggling with art, you know, I wanted to do art. When I was struggling with it, and I said, "I said, Becca, I want to know what God thinks. What what God thinks." about me being doing art and being an artist. And he said, and she said, came back later and she says, God wants you to know that he is adored mm. when you paint, that you are worshiping. Wow. And he is delighted, mm -hmm. delighted that you paint wow. and with him. That's awesome. And I, it was awesome. Yeah. And I, and I, and I pray that for everyone mm. who is an artist and follows Jesus and loves Jesus. I pray that they all would know. There's such a powerful partnership with the Holy Spirit oh. between the artist oh, and, yeah. and, and God. And you're using and, your talent. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and you know, I gotta, and uh, like there's gonna be some fawning like I already told you yeah. today over your work and nah. so when we look at it and we'll, and, and I hope, hopefully um, not only will the people who watch this and listen to this podcast, will they not only be blessed by what they see, but that you will be blessed. Yeah. And maybe maybe God will reveal to you today even more of himself that you didn't know and his appreciation oh, okay. and his love. Well, thank you. Well, I get ready for that. Let's, let's look at our work. Let's look at some work. Um, All right. Now you can you I explain it, and then because yeah. yeah. we need to talk about what we're seeing. Because some of you, uh, again, I want to encourage you to go to the YouTube page. You can see that in the notes. But this is a great piece. Oh, classic! Just... It looks like 1940s Hollywood, uh, black and white. Oh, who who, who does? It... Someone um, is it? Does... Is it somebody know. famous? It probably is. Because oh. I'll look at. I'll take vintage. Um. um uh, models a little bit of a little Greta. bit of a, a young Greer Garson yeah. possibly yeah. so it's a it's a sepia or black and white uh, portrait and then uh, her dress is full color and it is there's a doorway or archway into uh, into the night sky and there's keyholes and there's clouds, and it's all a part of who she is. And I mean, looking at it, it's very, very deep. It, the, your eye, although she, the, I mean, the portrait's fascinating. 
in and of itself, but your eye is drawn through the gateway into the night sky, into, I don't know, eternity. Maybe you should explain it because it's yeah, incredible. Yeah, because I'm and I'm also intrigued by the, the, the keyholes that seem to be randomly placed. Yeah, yeah and then, okay, well, <laughs> I got ridiculed for this, but sacred geometry, uh-huh. uh, you know, is pi, I yep, believe. Yep, yep. And so uh, if I fit the pi right onto there and great works of art compositionally have that symmetry to them. Yep. And so it those keyholes did round it oh, wow. and it kind of pulls away from the face. You look at it and then you go back. Um, but it was more like Heaven's Gate, you know, but, um, and the picture is dark. The painting's a lot lighter. Mm -hmm. So the, I didn't get a good picture of it, but, um, the foreground is a lot more like a sunset, a, yeah. a bright sunset. And then your, your clouds and your sky are reminiscent of my my one of my favorite artists that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it reminds me of an N.C. Wyeth sure, sky. Sure. And I, yeah, absolutely. and it's just the whole the whole classical feel to it is is, is very good. And um, and and what she said about the whole sacred geometry thing, and then pi. So like, you're looking at a piece of work, but what you don't see is that there's math in it, in the way that it's laid out. Um, the sacred geometry is what you see in nature with mm -hmm. with seashells and galaxies. It's it's a, the swirl. It's the perfect, you know, snail shell, sunflowers, sunflowers even the human body. The human body mm -hmm. is full of sacred geometry. It's just how God made us. Uh, the Vitruvian mm -hmm. Man is is a, mm. another example of mm. sacred geometry, and I didn't know it. But the thing is. You don't know that you're looking at it, but you know that there's something right about the work. Pleasing right. to the eye. It's pleasing to the eye. Uh -huh. yeah. The Last Supper is made like that, yeah. like you're painting downstairs. Um, uh, Michelangelo's uh, Mona Lisa. Yeah. And, you know, if you think about if we're created in the image of the Creator, yes. we're meant to be creative. <laughs> and so we're meant to no understand. Arguments here, it. sister. Yeah, we're meant to not only understand it, but, you know, uh, yeah. create from there. Um, it's amazing that we could, we could well, know these things. I actually wrote about this in my last newsletter article about sacred geometry and pi. Oh, weird. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and the... the and, and let me just say... Of course, of course you did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was weird. It probably I mean it was different. But Josh is my egghead friend. <laughs> I, I should not okay. Let's, continue. let's go to the next piece. Okay. Let's go, okay, to, let's go piece. to another piece. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, so okay. she's a tattoo artist yeah. as well. Yeah, this is good. So we're introducing you to yeah. um, her working art. Yeah. Uh, yeah, only the first year of professional tattooing, but I've been tattooing for three years. Uh, tattooing professionally for a year and this was on my daughter so of course I was very dedicated to being perfect and um, oh it's it's lovely yeah and then we did that in three pieces um, when you say you've done it in you mean three, three sessions times, three sessions okay. um, just you know it's quite large and so um, I she is asking me for years to tattoo her and sure. I, of course I don't want to tattoo my daughter till I'm feel what? skilled enough oh wow 
But what I, is that? What would a, a session, one session, constitute? We did probably three, three-hour sessions on this, but it was very, very casual okay. <laughs> because it was me and her. Uh, usually, when I'm work, I don't. Yeah, I'm. I don't take breaks so much unless the client wants to take breaks. But it was really, really fun, and I and it turned out great. She loves it. A tea rose, a couple roses, exactly what she wanted. She wanted a bee, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. Quite honestly, I did the bee, and I thought it looked like a bug on her leg, and I didn't like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> My beautiful daughter. Yeah, you know, and I'm I'm hesitant about tattoos because when I from a distance, they look like bruises. Right. <laughs> it's if it's not done right. If it's not right. It's it's like oh oh he's got her oh that's a tattoo. Yeah, poor thing, the bruise, but it's like it has to be readable from afar. Yeah. And um, I well, also wanted lovely. it to be delicate. Thank How'd you. How'd she handle the pain? She's a she doesn't even budge. Uh, I've had guys that just like ah she's like nothing. And, <laughs> well, she's very strong. And you work in a studio with all female tattoo artists. Yeah, the artists that's at really my cool. shopper um, mostly from Shanghai, and um. They're all females, and I was kind of drawn to that. That's why I'm yeah. working there now. Um, wow. I'm taking a little break um, and going back in a month or two to the shop. Yeah, that's great. All right, let's see the next one. I love oh this. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this is a – she tattooed an eyeball on somebody. <laughs> now, is this with a client a or somebody asked for something like this? This is one of my very close friends. It's my um, – Mom's best friend's husband, uh-huh. who I've done 12 tattoos on so far. Okay. And he was f- kind of like my uh, guinea pig. Nice. Okay. And so this one was like, I just was always showing him pictures, ideas, and he goes, I like the eye. And Where is this located? That's on his arm here. Okay. Um, okay. It took two hours. I'm really quick. I love the filigree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I, I love filigree, too. Um, we're still working on it. We're going to do more shading, but that okay. was... He came out, we were doing multiple pieces in one day. Yeah. So um, I couldn't take much more time to shade it, but I loved the way it turned out. Oh, I think it's, I think it's brilliant. And I, I love eyes anyway. Mm-hmm. I like to paint eyes and have painted eyes. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, I like the reflectiveness. And the yeah. Pupil. Okay. Oh, yeah. The glare and nice the reflection in the eyes. That's what sells it. And yeah. it's just, and you did, you did a fantastic yeah, job. Yeah, it's fairly small. I mean, it's not yeah, too it's, big. So it's like, like this. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, all right. Yeah, all right. that'll fit on a not my arm, mine's <laughs> little <laughs> wimpy stick arm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the next one. Okay, I love this one. Okay, so this is like a 1920s yeah. flapper. Right. Again, it's a black and white portrait, but her clothes are full color, and this is a. a um, it's it's. Yeah, it's full a, spectrum color on her on her dress. Can you tell us about this and what it means? Yeah, and... so yeah, thank you for talking about this. I, I mean, it's it's fun, but like this one, I like the look. So, this is probably more of just a piece I did for fun for myself, uh-huh. and it's called Heaven Within. Uh, and oh, um, so wow. it's kind of like a little like paradise. You know, you have a couple. And the birds, and mm. they're coupled to a, a sunset, and then like um, a woman who I don't know, maybe divine, myst- mystical looking, you know. Yeah. And so um, the thing, the thing I that I appreciate about your work 
understand about um, is that I think you're I think you're just phenomenal and effortless at painting the feminine subject. Yeah, I agree. You're you're really quite wonderful at it. And the thing I like about it is um, it's not it's relatable. They are relatable in the sense that they're not necessarily idealized yeah. what we would think in society to be an idealized uh, woman. But you can, but she's she's beautiful. It's so yeah. beautiful, but it's not seductive. Yeah. Uh, no, no, know, that's a great word. Like it's a, not seductive. Um, a man or like, and I have tons. I date amazing, <laughs> yeah, amazing comic book artists, and I, you know, great artists, but. Naturally, they're artists, seductive, idealistic. Uh -huh. It's not real. Yes. <laughs> and so, of course, I does. I'm putting, like, beauty, um, natural beauty, and then kind of, like, my intention is to juxtapose some sort of, like, uh, heaven and earth. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, You're, mm -hmm. um, you also have the, the thing that I, I appreciate about it is you, your, your women, and, and if you could talk about it a little bit you tend to uh, you're clearly a modern woman uh -huh. you clearly live in the 21st century we could tell that you do but you're able to capture a classic style and beauty of of women yeah like talk to that okay so i think i did this one was like heaven's gate and then i put as above so below and, um, as a what? As above, so below. Okay. Um, and then um, I put, um, man has two eyes. It's a quote. I forget who is anonymous. Uh-huh. <laughs> man has two eyes, one to see what is fleeting in time, one to see what is eternal and divine. Uh, uh, you know. Wow. And the, so yeah. I almost make the women as a backdrop uh part of the scenery mm -hmm. and the scenery as the focal point okay so when you so when you add color something you're telling your audience your observer look this at this, this. pay attention to this the heaven uh-huh and the backdrop is the so below wow. as as above so below so okay the, so know, the women are the so below yeah okay. we're human on the earth and and yeah, you know and we're your <laughs> your humanity is vision of humanity is wonderful <laughs> you know so below yeah i and, mean and that's all i tried to do that in all of them even before i sorry i'm making right. noise even before i was <laughs> focusing more on uh divinity <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah i there uh, to me and i don't know about you josh or anybody else but i to to my knowledge, I don't know anybody who does this. No, I don't either. And I'm not aware of anybody who does this. This no. is uniquely Eden Curtis. Well, thank you. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some people that have been playing around with black and white photos and incorporating color or laying it a filter on top of it, but nothing like this. But it's real. I mean, it's just yeah. gosh, it's so arresting. All right, let's look at the next one. Let's let's see more. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Oh yeah, this is one abandoned, and we were talking about um, to have a piece of art that is 
maybe kind of um, dark mm -hmm. and not necessarily can't have some expression mm -hmm. um, towards the creator because this one was on abandon. So a lot of people have abandonment issues or issues with m multiple things. So in that one, there's just like an abandoned ship, but outside of her were um, what you would do if you healed from abandonment. Like <laughs> she's just you kind of she's just beautiful healed. So that that's and as I've <laughs> as I've gotten older and lazier, I don't want to pull out oil paints. So I that's why I do the medium of watercolor. It's really easy to just do. When you're at home and okay. not so, set up. <laughs> so you say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, um, this is another beautiful portrait, but the clothes are in color with a ship. That's, um, it, it's, it's a shore, right? The ship is a shore or docked? The ship is abandoned. Abandoned. Um, abandoned in the seas? Yeah, it's okay. like just a wreck. Yeah. yeah. It, like, you know, what abandonment happens to people and they become incredibly broken. Yeah. But, like, you have um, also abandonment when you're free and you're fully abandoned to something. Okay. Uh, Tell, and um, speak, and also um, the, uh, the, the feminine figure, again, the face. <laughs> yeah. And then the garment with the abandoned boat, with the colors, sunset, sky, abandoned boat. And then you have these brilliant blue Birds. swallows. Yeah. Two of them coming out from um, her, around her, um, starting at her head and neck. Yeah. Tell, tell us about the swallows because they are colored. Yeah, and I almost might think that the this is backwards, like if I was... Ha trying to have some style but the or like uh continuity to my work but like this one here is the freedom is in the background oh uh, so like her healing or uh so the word abandon could have two meanings of like you've been abandoned mm -hmm. and abandoned can mean like you abandon yourself like you completely yeah, let go. Okay. So she You're set free. Mm hmm mm. So she's got the wow. the pain inside of her, but then on the outside you see the ships are, are sailing, they're free. Yeah. There's the swallows yeah. which are um like symbolistic of family. Mm hmm Um because they take care of their siblings on their second They also have the instinct to come home. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's great. They have lots of symbolism yeah. in swallows. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. That's that one. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, let's go to the next one. Okay, this is probably one of my favorites in your It is his favorite. Because I like horses. Yeah, yeah it's and I liked masculine. it. Yeah, and I liked it when I saw it. And I like, you know, I could read the unity, but then you explained that it's, why don't you explain it to everybody? Oh, yeah. It's and a horse with um, color. Well, down. first of all, the horse is stunning. Yeah. And the, 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 the physicality of the horse is done very well. It's, it's on wood, right? Yeah, it's on a piece of uh, a wood board. Um, and it had a sticker on it, so I made it look like a stamp. <laughs> it's the back of a painting. Because uh, okay. it was during the pandemic, and 
as you know, during the pandemic, we were all full of a lot of fear. However, mm -hmm. we were also too. I'm a server, and we're not at work. Yeah. <laughs> so we had a lot of time, and then that was during um, the George Floyd. Mm -hmm. Um, we see this horrible images of him being strangled. Yes. And so I made this piece, and it was. Two meanings was, um, I don't know if you heard the Four Corners um, Native. It's the Four Corners of the Earth. There's red, okay, yellow, brown, white. Okay, um, It's all the ethnicities. Ethnicities. And so you yeah. have Unify, you know. It's pretty basic. Black, red, yellow, mm -hmm. white. And in Hebrew, I'm not really, sh I'm, I forget what I said there. Um, I was going to ask. One body. One body. And then, um, Man, that's neat. and then you have the four horses. Yeah. And so, I have the horses: the black horse, intellect; the white horse is the spirit; the yellow horse is the flesh; the red horse is emotion. Yeah. And so, if you were to ask yourself, well, which horse do I want to ride in my life? <laughs> you know, the the white horse, the spirit. Um, and the reason why I did the black horse is because maybe in this era, people are more concerned with the intellect mm. when, than the spirit. Um, hmm. Well, in this town, I'm sure. This yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's, Eden, this is one of these that, th this is one of these that I, that I think that uh, represents who you are, mm -hmm. represents your skill. And um, it it's it should sell for a lot of money. I'm just saying. I'm, that's my opinion. I'm just saying that. Yeah. You know, because it's it is it is really a stunning piece of work. It really is, and I'm I'm surprised at it. So. Well, thank you. Okay. So. Um, yeah. More. Yeah. Let's keep going. Okay. Let's keep going. Yeah. Oh. So uh, this is uh, an angel, and she's kneeling. I'm not quite sure what she's doing. Mm -hmm. She's either praying or serving. But what's amazing about this angel are her wings, which are these peacock, Art Nouveau, beautiful pink wings. It, it, it's like you took the filigree design yeah. and turned them into wings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know what filigree was. This is one of my pieces I did when I first started painting Paisleys. again. Oh, yeah. They're like paisleys. <laughs> I, I had first started painting again, and I took a picture of my friend, and was in. she was in the um, kind of like a silhouette. Uh -huh. And so um, I painted her. She has heels on. And it wasn't intended to be somebody. People were like, oh, it's a fairy, but I really meant it to be an angel. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I could see why people would think it's a fairy, mm -hmm. but I yeah I can I can see that too. But clearly, uh, I'm I'm arrested in this not only by the beauty of it, I'm arrested by the the figure that is um, is dark. Yeah, mm -hmm. and um, from did was it your intention to clearly from here where I'm viewing this? Um, she is a person of color. Yeah, she... And that she, was your intention. Yeah, she's... Um, 
African American. Okay. My sis, she's my sister's best friend, uh-huh. and I just love the picture. And she didn't like it. She's like, "You made my hair messed up." And I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm I, sorry. It's just, <laughs> gosh, it's. But she, she's beautiful. A I lot mean, of people like it because the, the light and dark. Yeah. And yeah. The, mm-hmm. I put that one called "Say Hello to the Angels," which is a song I like, and then. Um, you know, I just, uh, um, I I didn't want to sell it. I've had people offer to buy it. I don't want to sell it. You <laughs> won't sell it. Let, let it'll me, cost you a lot. Just just for giggles. Just for yeah. giggles. We're playing around here. If somebody wanted to buy this, mm-hmm. trying to get you some money here. So, <laughs> would give it give. How how would you price this so you don't think anybody would buy it? Okay. Well. Yeah, my friend the other day, I was doing a tattoo. I have it hanging in my studio. Okay. And he says, oh, um, how much for that one? I said, well, uh, and he's my friend. I yeah. said 800 because I don't want to sell it. <laughs> it's not 800 How yeah. What size is it? It's about like this. But it's so beautiful, and I get to I like to look at it because I have it on a dark wall. That's a $25,000 painting. Wow. <laughs> it is. No, I have art In my opinion. Now, somebody, some, some, um, Art critic is going to say, "No, it's not. It's mm. it's a twenty five hundred dollar painting, a twenty five thousand dollar painting." Wow. Yeah, and people. Um, I think I've had he art knows better connoisseurs say the more you price it, the more they respect it. It's true. <laughs> it's it very true. true. It's what you value things. Uh-huh. Is that people. Will yeah, I, w- I would have. Let's see. Yeah. If somebody asks that a picture that I really really love, and I have I have a few of those in my house, and somebody said I I would really want to buy that i would think of okay what do i need for a down payment yeah <laughs> on something and and i just name it and 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 um it's it is a and i don't mean for this to become mercenary yeah i don't mean that at all this is this is a lovely painting i can understand why you don't want to sell it it is just <laughs> I know when I, when I was in the antique business, like I fell into the same trap. I'm like, I like this. I'm not going to sell it. Mm-hmm. It got problematic after a while because yeah. I wanted, like, I wanted to keep everything. <laughs> so yeah, it's like because you do you like, and that being said about price and art, yeah. and creativity. That's the it's the worst thing a bit for an artist to price their own stuff. And it's so ironic because art is priceless, uh, priceless, and it's still useless. Huh? It doesn't. It, it's it's useless. useless. It doesn't have. It can't do anything for you, mm. but it adds value. Except bring you joy. It's beauty. Yeah. <laughs> so you have these. You know what? What is art? It's, yeah. It's it's actually easier for me just to give something away, um, than for me to accept money, um, for it. I will accept a, money, but yeah, <laughs> that's a dilemma for you guys. There's a limit, it? and I. It's just in in it is. It's a graded joy for me to have somebody own my work yeah. and appreciate yeah. the ownership of it. And most artists aren't businessmen. Yeah. We're <laughs> horrible. Yeah, you guys are horrible at it, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah. And our salesmen, That's why I have just... my friend Josh. Yeah. <laughs> and we have our, we have, well, yeah. um, okay. All right, let's go to the next one. Yeah, we have another angel, I believe. Uh, yeah. And that's oh, yeah. this is one of my favorite. This is so classic look Yeah, that was my, f- that's my favorite piece. It goes down and it does have a um, building that is 
built in a Turkish uh, style. And yeah, I see it right in the corner yeah. there. In yeah. Spain, there's a lot of buildings that were mosques and now turned churches. Have you traveled to Spain? Uh-huh. And so they have um, two uses, and I liked that aesthetic. And then also there was the three. So this was dedicated towards faith and on the fruits of the spirit and i called it it's my only i want to do all of them but i only did three yeah. and i called it uh circa divina and it's what's it called circa divina like closer to god oh and so there's three you can't say the whole thing but there's three birds and you can't say the whole thing only because that is just a close-up of it and i took quite a while to paint that over a year and wow. it was um so I, I know the question that everybody's asking. So, um, and I already know the answer to this, but uh, I think everybody want to know who is your teacher. Oh, I am self-taught, and um, <laughs> that was like my third oil painting. And oil paintings okay. challenging, but it's so fun. Yeah, that's incredible. In incredible, just yeah. absolutely incredible. So this is just yeah. You have to wear gloves because of the chemicals, uh -huh. and um, I'm sure I didn't do the process quite right because there's there is a process to layering it. Yeah. But you know, I I did a I've learned a lot, <laughs> and then it turned out okay. I I mean I love it. Turned and out okay. I've had people say turned it's my okay, favorite Josh. painting, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I've had people say like she it, she's not a nude. She's. Oh. Yeah, and how big is she? How how big is the piece? It's huge. It's four feet by three feet on masonite, uh, and I yeah, was that's a that's a five figure. Mm -hmm. I was inspired by like <laughs> a piece of work at that Professor Poplin took me to see at the um, in Pasadena. There's a museum the with Simon. a garden in the Norton Simon. Yeah. And it yeah. had kind of, to me, it's like, um, you know, the, the fabric breaks into something else. Mm -hmm. And um, then the angel is not necessarily too feminine and her hair is kind of fiery. Yeah. And her, I love her. wings aren't, is it, I don't know. It's just like. Really, really. Random, really and that's good. faith for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was the faith that she, she her eyes are closed. Um, you uh, know, she's like, okay, she's Beautiful. you got the three birds, the Trinity, and uh, mm. um, like a light background. So Beautiful. That was my that's my favorite. It's painting. really a it's it's really lovely. Uh, these next um, series of paintings are are ones that I kind of asked Eden to do. Hmm. Um, because I invited her to be a part of our Stations of the Cross at, that we have at our church every year. And this was about, oh, I would say perhaps seven to six years ago. Oh, wow. Mm. And um, I think this first one was uh, more recent. And this is, uh, Eden received the, the, the station of um, Jesus is given the crown of thorns mm -hmm. to wear. And this is her uh, rin rendering of it. And it is, it is all um, graphite and colored pencil. Is that correct? Yeah. No paint? Uh, no, I don't think no, so. No, it's completely drawing. Um, now, she may, she may say that 
um, this is not one of her favorite works. <laughs> I actually liked it. I liked it enough to have the original hanging in my office because she never came up to pick it up <laughs> after the stole station. It, huh? So I was just, I was blessed to have it hanging in my office. And I absolutely love it for so many reasons. But Josh, I'd, I'd love to hear your comments first before. Well, it, it reminds me of, the, one of the, some of those old uh, paintings of Jesus where they put the, the scarf over his face. I forgot what they call it. Oh, the yeah. shroud? The shrouds. Yes, it, yes. So it reminds me of that. And I just want to know what the flower is behind him. <laughs> so I don't know I, if you even have uh, an explanation for that or not. I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe my thought would have been like the halo. Uh -huh. um, but, or, you know, but I honestly can't say. Because I don't, I think I created this piece just for the Stations of the Cross. And I don't believe I took much time to do it. So uh -huh. I... I probably just wanted to do something nice looking, mm -hmm. but I he's looks in pain, yep. um, you know, dried up and, and his mouth looks dry. And yeah. Well, the thing is, the thing I love about it is, um, and it, it just sort of informs who you are, is you are never, ever far away from the classics, right? from a classic feel. Um, down to, I mean, it's still, you still have that softness in, in that, but also the thing I loved about it is the, um, you gave him a classic beard in terms of the, um, of the split, the forked beard, the, the, it kind of Hellenistic yeah, sure. looking uh -huh. a little bit and it's, yeah, I just love it. And, um, and I so appreciated you. Um, lending your talent to Stations of the Cross, and I love this. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome to keep the piece. <laughs> he's, like, okay. he's, like, he's like, okay. <laughs> Somebody will keep it. Are you so, guys doing Stations of the Cross this yes, year? Yes, we are. Oh, we need to talk later. Yes, yeah. we are. Okay. I have ideas. Right. Okay, anyway. Um, now, this is, uh, this is one I want to spend some time on, and we have a couple of renderings of it. And she chose the... Um, Peter denies Jesus. All right, so for those of you that are listening and not watching, it's a really cool big giant rooster in the foreground. Looks kind like of occupying the, the right-hand half yeah. Yeah. of the screen, of the uh, canvas. And then a hen by him. It looks, uh, looks a very French to me. Yes, but, yes. And, uh, and then the, in the background under an archway is... Our crying Peter. Yeah. So, Eden, tell us about what God was telling you in this painting. Okay, so I don't know if I was assigned that or got to choose that, but I liked the No, you chose idea. it. Okay. I gave and, you a list and you said you wanted that. Okay, the denial of Peter. And um, so I wanted to make the rooster almost look violent, like uh, so... Uh, striking and because yeah. um, it's it, it's chiming in the morning, right? And it was when he realized that not only he denied Christ a third time, I mm -hmm. think it was, yeah. but um, you know it. And so everything else is kind of in the background, and in the foreground is the rooster because that's was when he probably realized that he that yeah. 
Jesus was right and he had denied him three times and he felt yeah um, but it, it it's it's really it, it, to me I I have just loved this and I'm fascinated by it you know of course the rooster is is like saying wake up you know <laughs> it's like but um, and then and then and then you're very subtle you're very subtle with um, with Peter in the background yeah you're very subtle with him and he's and I have I have um, rendered this station um, I think twice and so different and that's what I love about stations is because you never know what artist is going to take the vision so I love Peter and I love that I love that he, it's real simple but that's not my favorite part of the painting and the rooster is not my favorite part of the painting you like the hen my favorite part of the painting is the hens <laughs> and what they're doing is they could care less about what's behind them they're just going on with their day yeah and they're just they're just pecking away at the ground this horror this horrible thing is happening and they're oblivious to and they're oblivious yeah. and they're just saying and it's just a normal day for me and how many times does do we go and celebrate in the passion of Christ or mindful of the passion of Christ and even Good Friday sure and Easter Sunday yeah that it's just another day it's hard to break out of that it's, hard, it's hard to break out it's of hard that. to pastor people yeah into the passion yeah because but you're calling attention to that yeah that's great yeah and I think you had said when I I was dropped it off for the the stations yeah and you had said it's almost like life where um all these things are going on mm -hmm. you feel so ashamed because the, the shame that he was the having shame is there and then god is kind of saying like life goes on yeah mm -hmm. we're you know so what that's what you did yeah but you you still there and and the hens represent that grace mm -hmm. there is a new day and and life goes on and Jesus will be crucified and life will go on yeah and he forgives you <laughs> yeah you're you will go on hmm. and and I it, and I just love that because it's I came that you may have life yeah. and you may have it abundantly and I love that and that's and 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 you just sort of rendered those little those little, you know, hens, pick a little, talk a little, going on. <laughs> just love it. Unintentionally, but I like your critique. <laughs> well, I I know it was unintentional, but I know it was God, and mm. and 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 that's why I love this that God was just directed your call, and and the fact that everybody, everything is relatively muted, but man, that that. That rooster, yeah, right? The color, it's like, like his head's on fire. I love it. I yeah. did a live uh, video of the painting mm -hmm. in like fast motion, so mm -hmm. maybe I'll post that to the Instagram. Wonderful. It's old, yeah. but that way. Maybe oh yeah, the this is can see yeah, it. this is just. And 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 um. I think I need. Well, anyway, okay. <laughs> talk about. It, but I just loved it, and I think we have a couple. Uh, uh, this is more. how uh, this is how we displayed it in stations. Mm. 
Oh yeah, so I love I love the frame which Joel created. That was this is very smart, and it has okay. It's a it's the it's her painting on top of crinkled paper. <laughs> I think Trader Joe's out. bags. I think <laughs> is it Trader Joe's bags? Yeah, Trader yeah, Joe's. But it looks great. good. Huh? It, it looks good. It, it does look good. Brings it out. It's got a very uh, textured multimedia feel. Or, yeah, multimedia yeah. feel to it. It's great. There they are. And there it is. Yeah. That says us. That's me without some coffee in the morning. <laughs> That's what? That's me without coffee. Oh, you're one of those oh, as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm really oh, I'm in bad shape. <laughs> me too. Me too. I mean, just I have I have a window of civility <laughs> for about maybe 10, 15 yeah. minutes. I'll be I'll force myself to be sweet and nice. Cool. And then if I don't get my coffee, and we're done. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so this is, I think this is what we have. And um, is that so, all of them? So first of all, and I just want to, I just before we leave Eden, and then we go to the next thing that we want to do. I just want to say to you that you are, um, you are a valuable voice, mm -hmm. not only to the world of art. You're a valuable voice to the kingdom of God with what you do. Yeah. There is a sense of um, you, you are able to create with power like this rooster. And God is able to demonstrate through your painting his power, who he is, what he's able to do, and but also his gentleness and his sweetness. And the way you create classic figures mm -hmm is to say that God is timeless. Oh. <laughs> and and that's the beauty of this. Yeah. So anything you want to add to that well, before, before you take um, us to the next? I want to talk just a little bit about your faith journey because you, you mentioned um, Dr. Mary Poplin uh -huh. and how important she was yeah. in your process. Yeah. Um, yeah, I met her at work and... Um, you know, um, having been extremely broken, and I could go into detail, but that would be another yeah. hour or two. That's right. But we, you know, just extremely broken and having so much, um, so many chips on my shoulders from yeah. a number of things. And so um, she was just kind of this person who was watching me, and probably, like you said, uh, What's the word? Um, it starts with a D. Disciple. Not intuitive, but um, discerning. 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 Uh, and she was so discerning and but caring. And she just kind of brought me to church, which, like I said, yeah. I was hesitant. But um, I did trust her because she did have such a um, kind of like a presence where she just seems so much, um, gosh, it's hard to explain, but intuitive. And, yeah. and so that made me trust in her. And then she was also extremely honest about her flaws. And then I liked that a lot yeah. because she didn't say, hey, uh, you know, do you want to come to this place? She <laughs> said, no, like I'm, she told me right off the bat, I was worse than you ever were. 
who says that, you know? Right. And and um, if I were to share with her, she'd just really just, you know, be able to open herself up to me in that. And I, I just think she, she was so, such a, I guess we all get a teacher, yeah. a guide, if we ask God. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. we're, you know, we're supposed to do that with others once you heal from something. Yeah. You're able to step on and heal someone else in that way. So she was that person for me and brought me to the church and taught me a lot about art too, yeah. angels and, um, you know, guided me what is the true nature. The, uh, and, oh, sorry, Joel, but. No, but, go ahead. Okay, so we're talking about you being an artist, but there was an art to her faith in reaching you and mm-hmm. bringing you back or bringing you to the Lord. And only she could do it, probably. Yeah, probably. And, and I think that's just how divine appointments yeah. work, because you know she happened to come to the restaurant that you're serving in the morning, and mm-hmm. there you are, and she sits in the same place, and she gets you. Yeah. Yeah, and sees me every morning. Sees you every morning, and she's able to pour into you, and mm-hmm. you into her. Mm-hmm. One thing about what you just related into the story, which I think is, uh, I think a great lesson for all of us that I learned is. Mary shared, Mary touched your heart because she shared her brokenness with you. Mm -hmm. And um, brokenness often ministers better than righteousness does. Yeah, Yeah. I I agree. And I think that's that's lovely. And I and I hope that all of us in a church can can get that when we're called upon God in these divine appointments to minister to someone. Nobody's going to be impressed with how many times you go to church or how many times, yeah. how many Bible verses no. you have memorized. But, but but it is an art to reach people. It is. And it is art to, to to tap into the leadings of the Holy Spirit. It's not a formula, right? No, there's, no, there's, there's absolutely there's no, no formula. This. There's no. This is the way that you do it. And one of the things that we want to do in this podcast is to show people that their walk and the way that God's uniquely created them is precious yes and there's it's not a cookie cutter faith Mm-mm. i mean we have you know we have our absolutes we have our deal breakers and the and the person and the deity of jesus but the way that we get there and the way that we meet god is differently and we need to be open mm-hmm. to the creative ways that god speaks to us mm-hmm. and i obviously think that he can do it through art mm-hmm. so can you one more question before sure we do our little thing um, how does God get you to be creative? What's your creative process? Um, okay, well, I really love um, the words of Jesus, who was obviously brilliant, <laughs> rebellious, uh, somebody <laughs> like just, and he and he says, "Don't worry," you know, um, and mind your thoughts. So. Yeah. When he's telling you to put your worries aside, don't think about the day ahead, the day behind. You know, you have the worries at hand. All those things uh, teach you to be present. Um, And the class that I went to with Scott Sanders, who hopefully you could have on the podcast one day, he also brought to mind that um, to have the eyes of a child. Mm. And... um, the eyes of a child is kind of believing and everything's new. Everything's like 
something new and creativity is you know it's it's something like really free you know and so in that freedom of creativity you kind of want to release some of your burdens before you create and you would um just come to like some sort of peace and then everybody's different what you know maybe like some sort of ritual <laughs> like yeah. I, whether i like to have music or you know um a nice space and give myself uh, a nice platform to create and um go from there one of the things that you shared with us earlier that i and especially in regards to one to um, being a tattoo artist and um is that uh you the i think it's assuming because of your faith um you won't do you won't do dark yeah um tattoos on you you'll say there are plenty of people around who can do that yeah and that you won't do that and i and you know because tattoos especially in relationship to christians um is Taboo. Taboo. It's kind of sometimes yeah. taboo. Um, I thankfully it's falling away, and um, not where my mom is concerned. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, um, but so I take it because you are a tattoo artist that you uh, that you've set some boundaries for yourself in doing tattoos. Yeah, even in life, like. I used to like when I was a kid watching horror movies. You used to like watching horror movies? And I, I hate it now. Mm. I don't like to even uh, give myself that perceptive yeah. perception. Mm. And like uh, going back to Mary, she told me like, what goes, watch what goes in your eyes and your ears. Like, because it, mm-hmm. it, you can never take it out. I don't want to, I don't want to look at those things. <laughs> mm. And I don't want to um, add to that. Yeah. Um, even monetarily, I don't want to add to horror and evil. And yeah. there is you don't evil. want to make Evil's that compromise, real. right? And once you've had wait a, a minute, evil's real. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once you've had an experience, a bad experience, you just you stay away from it. I yeah. respect it. And if there was somebody who is yeah. a Satan worshiper, I'm open to a dialogue. I would never try to convert them, but. I respect them because they also believe so in... So you wouldn't, you wouldn't um, put uh, demonic imagery on somebody? No, okay. but I would talk to them because they're you. believers too. They believe in something. Yeah. And so, you know, but I just don't want... It doesn't... I don't, I don't want to... I don't need to understand it. And I, I, I'm knowledgeable and understanding of all religions. Yeah. And I, under, and I totally respect them all. So... But I just... I wouldn't want to do something dark. Yeah, that's I. That's great, Perfect. and I'm I'm glad to, you know, I'm glad to hear that. And and it, it's, it's sometimes sometimes the artistic world can be a boundaryless world, and sometimes yeah. we we just sort of say, well, it's just art, and we can do whatever we want. Yeah. yeah. And but I I I in your story, I just appreciated that you set up yourself. Um, uh, some standards that are godly standards, and um, and you're not condemning them. For you're 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 still open to um, to them as a person. Oh yeah, of course. You know, just 
I just mm-hmm. uh, I, I respect the standard too, and you know the taboo part about Christians getting tattoos is there's a verse in Deuteronomy, and they're like, oh, there you go, you can't get tattoos, but the actual definition of the verse is don't mark your bodies for the dead. Mm-hmm. That's the literal translation, and that's what you're doing when you don't want to put, you know. A skeleton or a devil on somebody's body because that's marking their body for the dead with something evil. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't actually say don't get a tattoo. It says don't mark your bodies for the dead. For the dead. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. for if, as a sacred part of worship. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so there's a difference. I yeah, see. There is. And they they were also you know shaving their heads for ritual purposes too. And like, you know, so anyway, so it's all so. I think what you're doing is amazing. And I was thinking earlier about your expression in the city of Claremont and Joel's too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're looking at your work and we're like, you know, Joel's like putting numbers and prices on it. (laughs) And I I could easily do the same. And the reality is if you were showing in Laguna Beach, you'd probably be making a lot more money. (laughs) Yeah, but I, I think that what you guys are doing here, and specifically as faith-based art mm-hmm. artists, not people that are doing Christian art, but faith-based artists, I think if you guys continue to beat this drum, Claremont can be a Laguna Beach. I will art receive center. that. We can receive that. Yeah, I and was uh, while we were on a little break. Yeah, when we were on a little break, I was sharing with Eden about my my nephew, who we hope to have. Um, on the podcast with us soon. My nephew g- received a prophetic word from the Lord regarding his own art yeah. and his success in it. And the word he got from the Lord is, let me bring this to you. Yeah. Let me bring it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think for those of us who love art and love him, that's, all, that's where we start. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's where we end and the rest comes. I'm, I'm sure and I, I hope what happens is, is when people look at this and they see you and they see your art, they'll, yeah. they'll reach out to you. I hope so too. And their life, will, and because your your art is a blessing. Yeah, I, I hope so too. I wish I was more uh, strategic or business-like to go over those things. But um, that being said, if if you, I'm crazy about studying the afterlife, near-death experiences, mm-hmm. and yeah. most of them, every walk of life, every faith. Uh, the God or their feeling of God asks them, well, what are you doing for mankind? Not where are you making your money? How successful have you got? (laughs) You know, what are you doing? And, and when you're, what are you doing to be a blessing? Yeah. To others and, and your daily life. So I don't really think, you know, we, you can die and have made millions of dollars off of art and it would be nice (laughs) to be a successful artist. But if, you really love art you're going to do it regardless that's awesome Mm -hmm. well just like in the study of revival or outpourings of the spirit or moves of god they're all marked by creativity Hmm. it almost even precedes it whether it is um in music whether there's some fresh new music that comes out that that sparks a movement of god or revival um Amy Simple McPherson used drama, mm-hmm. and she used visual arts too. Mm-hmm. 
She used mm -hmm. props. Mm -hmm. I mean, the amount of creativity that took place, either preceding a revival or during a revival, mm -hmm. is you cannot deny it. Mm -hmm. And usually those are the things that we don't talk about. Yeah. When we talk about revival, we talk about people coming, you know, coming up to the altar and crying, and which is all great things, right? Mm -hmm. But we never talk about the great art that was birthed in those moments. And the same thing in happening when, um, uh, whenever there's a great movement in the church, yeah. you know, yeah. God just busting it yeah. out. These beautiful works. So I would say to you guys. Keep on cranking out your work. I mean, we'll do it. Just be inspired by the Holy Spirit and let's see what God can do. And I do believe that Claremont can be an art center, an art market. And it's something that you guys can pioneer. I mean, like I can see Los Angeles coming to Claremont to buy art. I mean, they kind of do, but. That's awesome. I mean, they kind of do, but they kind of don't. They don't. I think that the enemy is one in the area of suppressing creativity. I know we're kind of known as a creative mm -hmm. town, but there's no passion to create like it once was. You and, know, and so the prayer for both Eden and I and, and creators um, is that God would pour um, a double portion. Yeah. Of his passion upon us, yeah. and that, and that he would break down the barriers that keep us from that passion. Because yeah. mm -hmm. I know what they are for me. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know. Me too. So you, you said you're you're fascinated by near death experiences. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. I have a prize for you, a present, <laughs> and it's in my bag actually. <laughs> so I had no idea, but I just happened to have this book in my bag. Oh, cool! And. Uh, it's called The Day I Died. Oh, thank you. And the man that wrote this book, the man that died and came back to life, uh, he goes to our church. And Janie Shogren, his wife, yes. is on staff with us. Oh, oh wow. wow. And they were pastors okay. in Cincinnati. And they had some, he had a typical routine surgery, like a gallbladder surgery, and they messed up and he died on the table. And. Uh, so the story's in the book. Uh, my dad was pastoring in Ontario, and he finds out that his, his friend Steve Shogren is dying in the hospital. So he gets on a plane. Uh, some, of his, some of the elders in the church bought him a plane ticket to go out there and, and minister and pray for his sick friend in the hospital. By the time he gets there, it's like really bad. And here's the fun part. He, uh, he goes into the... He goes into the hospital, and he is like, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be on this floor, kind of a conversation. He's like, well, I'm here to pray for Steve Shogren. And um, an African-American gentleman that was albino, that had freckles, led him through a couple of corridors to Steve's room. And then my dad begins to pray for him and Steve's dead. And so Steve writes about it in the book. He's, he is um, up, on the, up in the ceiling looking down at his body. So he, he has that moment where he's outside of his body looking at himself 
and hearing my dad pray for him. Mm. And then my dad rebukes the death that's in his body. And he said he could feel his spirit slam back into his body mm. like a car wreck. Wow. And then my dad leaves. And then he gets gets in trouble for being in this corridor. He's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, this, this guy brought me here. It's like, what guy? What did he look like? Well, he's African American and he was albino and had freckles and scars and like there's nobody in this hospital <laughs> that looks like this. <laughs> so what do you oh, get out of here? You know? Oh wow. So anyway, that since you're interested Less, in that, okay. there's the book and um, Steve lives in Claremont and he, he would he would take you out to coffee and talk to you. Oh yeah. Talk about I, it all day long. I love this topic. But, yeah. <laughs> I've so. learned so much. Sorry. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So we have a little, another little prize for you. Joel, we, why don't you go first? Yes. Um, part of the format of what we, we do, and we've been doing this from the very beginning, is especially when we have a guest, um, because, because Josh and I um, operate in spiritual gifting, and we operate in the things of the Spirit. And, and what we... What we want to do is we want to present to you a prophetic word, okay. a visual prophetic word from the Lord. And he did this for me. And I made he, him cry. He was, made me cry. He, he, was, he, he prayed about it, and he picked a beautiful piece by um, the Van Eyck, an altar piece. And it was just absolutely gorgeous. And then I got, a couple of weeks ago, I got to present him with a Rembrandt of Jesus' face, Jesus' head, and, and the prophetic words that went to it. So what we have done, and, um, and we did it, we got to have lunch with Eden today at noon. And then between lunch and back, yeah. we both got our prophetic words. And so I'm, I'm going and doing my errand, and I'm praying, what do you have for Eden? And this piece um, by Salvador oh, Dali. Wow. I like it. Mm -hmm. Salvador Dali. Um, and I was thinking about all kinds of things, and I was sorting it out, and I finally just said, Lord, you need to show me what it is you have for Eden. And I, I went to the Salvador Dali Museum in Tampa, Florida, and fell in love with him all over again. Yeah. He's a surrealist. The prophetic word is, is now notice, <laughs> notice the woman adoring him. Mm -hmm. And he is presented in a surrealistic fashion mm -hmm. on a stylized cross. Mm -hmm. And he said, he, this, is, this is it. Eden, <laughs> thank you for always adoring me. Mm. In no matter what fashion you see me, and at times you feel surreal, but you will never be more surreal than I cannot reach you oh. and I cannot touch you. And if you see me in a surreal fashion, you still see me. Mm 
That's his word. Oh, thank you. I have one too. That one's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. I okay. get that. So this one's Delacroix, French painter. This one's a little mm. risky. I took a chance on this one because this is uh, Liberty Leading the People. And it's risky for those that are listening and not watching because this is the classic French painting of the French Revolution and Lady Liberty is, you know, well. Her Exposed. Top, her, 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 yeah, her top's coming <laughs> down. So I, I'm sorry for offending anybody. I probably should have censored it. But anyway, I just see this as you. As clothed, clothed, of course, yeah. <laughs> but leading, like I just, I know that your your demeanor is sweet, but you're so powerful, and yes, your experience is a, a testimony that everybody needs to hear. And I see you, and you might not see yourself, but I see you, and I believe the Lord sees you as a leader. Mm-hmm. As a as a leader in this in this area of the arts, uh, as a leader of people that Joel and I can't reach, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we can only we can't even reach church people these days. Yeah, and so I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm never putting any art on anybody's skin. So yeah, but you can reach people. We can't. Yes, you can. And your heart for the Lord and 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 what. Joel just showed the the adoration that you have for Jesus is so powerful. So I see you as a leader of people and wow. a leader of lost, hurting, broken people. I love this. You have an incredible ministry. Well, thank you. So I can't wait to see what God does in <laughs> your life. And God will bring it to you. Yeah. Yeah. He will bring it to you. Yeah. Thank you, guys, because I really like them. Those messages. That, um, did these did these speak to you? Yeah. Do you well, receive that word from the Lord? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, like more than you know. Okay. And that's, You're gonna lead people into freedom. I You're you lead know, them into liberty. It's humble. It's. I'm humbled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. Well, you, you know, will. You you, know. you will. You will. Um, and you'll do it your way. Yeah. And some people will will look and see. Um, some people are thrown by the surreal aspect of Jesus yeah. that mm-hmm. are rendered supernatural. Yeah, but you're you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all have a place. <laughs> we do. We do. Even is there anything that you wanted to talk about that we might have missed? No, I'm I'm pleased, and I thank you guys so much. Well, you're mm-hmm. so welcome. Thank mm-hmm. you for being with us today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we found ourselves, like we do every Friday, we found yes. ourselves kind of giddy and excited. <laughs> yeah, I was too. About meeting you and, and, and doing this together. Because this is, you know, we love, we love the Lord, we love art, and we love people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, and we love people who do art. <laughs> Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, everybody, thank you for listening and watching. And uh, follow Eden on her Instagram uh, spell it one more time. E D A N C U R T I S A R T Eden. Oh, A R T S. Yeah. Yep. Eden Curtis Arts. Eden Curtis yeah. Arts. And if you need to get a tattoo, she's your gal. <laughs> she's your gal. Um, hey, and I just want to say that uh, I am so impressed with the team at yes. Uh, yes. Granite Creek Studios. I, I'm, you know, I don't know anything 
about anything, and Josh and I mean, excuse me, Joel and and Luke. Yeah. So we have us. a young Joel and we have an old Joel. We have old Joel. We have young Joel, <laughs> and we have Luke. And, and you guys are you guys do a great job and yep. worry free, and thank you for it from the bottom of my heart. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Josh gets you all the time. <laughs> See you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>